Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Hey, it's your old pal Fitzy from Six Rings and Football Things. This NFL offseason, no days off. In fact, we can fit 25 hours in a day. That's because podcasts make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other task you got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores, do your job, and be entertained at the same time. It's all about the New England Patriots, the news, insight, analysis, and laughs on demand so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow Six Rings and Football Things in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, there's no sounder. There's no production that goes with us getting into Pat's Pre. It's just me telling you it's time for the rest of the news, notes, and nuggets that surround the greatest nation in the world, Pat's Nation. Here we go. What else didn't make the pod? Andy's doing his magical moves and his voodoo dance right now. Just trying to put a little life into this season. Uh, so, yeah, we mentioned earlier, no, no players are coming back. Nothing special. However, you know, Jack Jones left last week. He made his way to the Raiders after he was released by the Patriots. Did you uh, people tried to make something of like his Instagram story where it was like a high five between him or low five between him and Antonio Pierce on the sideline. He was at the Miami game where the Raiders lost 20 to 13 Sunday at uh, Hard Rock Stadium. And it said something along the lines of like, great to be back with the best coach in the land or the best coach in America. I mean, come on. Whatever. I, I mean, I, yeah, who cares? I don't really care about Jack Jones. I don't really care about this idea that he did it intentionally. And it was like some inside job to land him in Vegas with Antonio Pierce. Like, don't care. Don't care. I mean, if it is, it was the long con because he's turned himself into a dink for like 15 years. So like it was really wow. preparing for this moment all the way along. <laughs> that's a major um, deep fake. Wow. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's that's a commit. That's a commitment to the bit. I always say you got commit to committing to the bit. Yes, that is that is Hall of Fame caliber commit to the bit. Um, speaking of, uh, uh, stories, sort of West coast, East coast, a team that mm. moved, mm. um, has ever a team looked like it is looks and sounded more ready for Bill Belichick to take over than the Los Angeles chargers and I, Brendan Staley. How can you possibly think there is any other clubhouse favorite or front runner past the chargers at this point. I mean, and I think Brendan Staley agrees too. Like he feels the pressure, the way he lost his cool in his post game press conference. I'll be calling the defensive plays around here. See? And then he went so far to say we didn't lose because of the defense uh, coach. So you're, 
are you pointing fingers, coach? Because I don't now, think that's conduct. That's, becoming that's, of a head that coach. is not conduct. That is not that is not in the best interest of the football team to no. use a, a quintessential Belichickism. You he don't is, say we didn't lose because of the defense. Now, hey, listen, you know, it's he also was active in the selection of Quentin Johnston, who I swear had the Packers at minus two and a half because he is streaking down the sideline. All he's got to do is catch that ball. That's an 85 yard touchdown and the and the chart or 80 yard touchdown. The Chargers win. Herbert couldn't have thrown it any better at that point. Hey, you win as a team, you lose as a team. But this guy is an absolute putz, has no business being a head coach, should have been relieved of his services and duties after they blew a 27-point lead in the wildcard round to the Jaguars. Yeah, he stinks. He's awful. Go do your weird sideline yoga somewhere else. But I just thought it was funny. the week. So in the last two weeks, they allowed historically um, good rushing and then historically good or or – seasonally good passing from the opponent mm-hmm. to really kick their ass. And, you know, that has nothing to do with the defense. They didn't lose because of the defense or the defense no, play no, Carla no. coordinator. And that, and that to coincide with um, Gary Myers saying the chargers are the leading mm-hmm. candidate. Like mm-hmm. there's just, it's like too perfect. It's all coming. The only thing is you have to wait. Like if you're Justin Herbert, you're like, wait a minute, we can't get Belichick this week. I still ask that question, by the way, does the trade right out the out season with this dink? No, that's awful. That's like, you know, oh. sleeping with your wife, even though you know the divorce is coming. Like, ew! Wow, that got ver- that got a little more intense for everybody than I think they were prepared sure for. That happens, right? It probably happens. Uh, yeah, the Chargers are just wasting a potentially great season, or at least a good season, with this knucklehead as the head coach. You had the Gary Myers lead last week. You had Dan Orlovsky saying he heard he had heard that the destination was already in place and locked in. Boomer Siason, I listened on Sunday on WEI to the Boomer and Valenti, whatever you call that NFL roundup show. And uh, Valenti asked Boomer right off the top, like, is, you know, what are your, what are your sources telling you? What are you hearing? And Boomer sort of yes. Anding Orlovsky didn't say I can guarantee Belichick won't be back, but he said it would surprise him. So, you know, that means Boomer Esiason doesn't want to get out over his skis or be the guy that has, brings all the national attention and heat on himself, but he's heard things too. He knows. I, I it was, it, it, so it just makes me wonder, like, why uh, there are the people like Bill Burr that are defending Bill Belichick out the wazoo and ad nauseum, which is hilarious. To, what a clown. That's that's I mean, he's a great comedian, but I happen to particularly disagree with his take on this one. That's fine. Uh, but like for people to say, like, why would Belichick leave or why would the Patriots and Belichick part ways or why would there be a breakup? Like, have you not watched not only this season, but the last several years? Like. Sometimes people, you just have to know when to say when. And everything he's 71. Ends. People also don't include if this were a hiccup in the middle of his potential 30 year NFL career, like if he were 15 years in, 18 years in, and you're like, oh, yeah, but he's only 61 or 59 or whatever. He's 71. Like the end is very near to his coaching career. So Closer. it makes no sense here. Which is why I also think it makes no sense. Like there were more, um, I don't want to say rumors, like even speculation that Frank Reich might be out in Carolina and that Tepper as a, you know, a new age billionaire owner might make a run at Belichick. It makes no sense to me. Why would Belichick go to Carolina? Nah, he's got plenty. He's got, he's got plenty of money to whatever degree. All right. Don't sing anymore. We're going to have to pay rights and fees. Uh, (laughs) We don't have those. Yeah, we do not have that. We do not have, there's not enough budget on that. No, it's not. Uh, 
Uh, we can't ask Uncle FanDuel for the money to pay because Andy kept singing a song by the OJs. So, no, I mean, Belichick is Belichick's next and final move would be a highly logical one to go someplace where there is winning on the horizon, where there is a chance to go to the playoffs or make a Super Bowl run with talent entrenched in a couple of draft picks. It doesn't make any sense in the world to go someplace where he'd have to rebuild all over again. That's why only a team like either the Chargers or the Bears, where they have a boatload of draft picks coming up and more money than God. Cowboys. You still think? When the Cowboys fail to achieve. When they lose in the divisional round again this year, yep. The Cowboys question that I've continued to bring up is, again, this is the big question, the contract. Um, I've had some lawyers speculate the idea that. um, Lawyers? Yeah, that Robert doesn't lose these contracts and that he will have some uh, leverage as this plays out, regardless Mm. of whatever the last year is. Because I've also heard others Mm. ponder, um, speculate, oh, no, I'm sure the last year is like a mutual agreement and they can both get out and there won't be compensation. And I think the Cowboys are a team where Robert would um, not like to see Bill succeed right away. Not that he wants to necessarily see him win a Super Bowl right away, but the Cowboys, I think, would uh, hit different, as the kids say. Because of Jarrah, because of Jarrah Jones. Yes. 100%. Um, so that is a layer there. And um, the other team that, uh, if I'm going to stick with the Fitzy dated, I'm trying to be too cool references, um, mm-hmm. that enters the chat occasionally yeah, in the still, speculation. That's, that's still current enoughish. Okay. Um, is Buffalo. Because if Buffalo stinks and you're getting rid what? of McDermott, yeah. Would Bill go there to try to win with Josh Allen? Or the flip side, well, Buffalo looked pretty good this week by dominating the Jets and Josh Allen's back and Joe Brady's got him going in the right direction. So they are sort of in that Buffalo, uh, Dallas world of mm-hmm. tell me how the Buffalo season ends and I'll tell you if they could be a candidate for Bill Belichick to land there. Because in terms of talent and being a higher end competitor right now, they certainly mm-hmm. make sense. I could never, ever in my wildest dreams see Bill Belichick say, I'm going to trade. I mean, I know uh, Bledsoe went there. Is he really going to go where he sent Bledsoe 20 years ago? Why not? Because he sees Josh. I could see Bill fitting in. No flash, no glamour, no glitz. Buffalo Bill. There you go. It's already there. And look at him. He goes to He sticks to Marv Levy by doing something Marv Levy could never do. I don't think he likes Marv Levy. And and you know who doesn't think he likes Marv Levy? Mrs. Levy. Mrs. Levy. She does not like Bill Belichick. She does not like. I love her. She's my, like, that's a wife, damn it. Yeah. That is a damn wife. Exactly. show, Show me someone who will defend you. Like the way that, well, Rosalind Carter used to, Rosalind Carter used to always defend Jimmy Carter, RIP. Oh, the late. Rest in peace, Jimmy. <clears throat> oh, geez, Scott. Oh, wait, is it, I'm being told by Scott Hansen that he screwed up. He's not cheesy. He's yeah, not okay. Good. Yeah, well, th- this just in. Uh, yeah, okay, Buffalo. Okay, that's a phone. It won't happen, but that's for the, for the here and the now and of the moment. That's you actually like kind the of Bears one more than I do because I, I don't know how close the Bears are to winning. Yeah, but they just look at the capital, though. Look at those draft picks. Do they Two have the top four picks? I think they kind of do-ish, you, but you, Bill probably doesn't to have a quarterback. You either do or you don't. You're not kind of pregnant and you don't kind of have a quarterback. Uh, I think they do. And a, a one that's good. I think they have a quarterback that's good enough. Is that's he a quarterback to win Justin Fields? The Super Bowl. Yeah. The Super Bowl. I guess he should try to win more games than he loses first and yeah. stay healthy enough on the field. Yeah. Justin Fields doesn't strike me as Bill Belichick's type of quarterback, so that would probably be a gut replacement well, type of 
the flip side of that is we always talk about when Bill falls in love with somebody because they whoop his team's ass. You know, mm-hmm. Devontae Parker, I got to go get him kind of deal. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the Bears certainly looked pretty good last year, right, against the Patriots. Sure did. Zappy game. So oh, that was a good one. Maybe Bill does like the Bears. Hey, how about this? Just to make everything even crazier. What if Bill I Belichick? How about this? Let's just get even crazier. This ties into a news item I wanted to discuss as well as where Bill Belichick could go. Um, what if Belichick, what if Robert Sala's time is over with the Jets? And though Bill Belichick hates the Jets more than he holds disdain for the New England media and beyond. What if he says, you know what? Because the Zach Wilson era is over. The butt stumble was the end. That's it. Fare thee well. Oh, that's the end? Because that's pretty sad if that's the end. <laughs> it was none of the inept play for the last three years on the football field. It was, oh, he stumbled when he was trying to go to the huddle. <laughs> Dude suck. Oh, my God. He just cannot. He, he ain't it, kid. He ain't it. Uh, no Riz. He mid. He ain't it. Whatever the kids are saying. I think he's got uh, Riz. Hey, my, I, well, uh. he's stooping his mother's friends. Wow. All right. Easy. Jeez. What? You can't say stoop? We just don't need to remind people that he was a milf hunter for a while or still Why? could be for all we know. Yeah. All right. Let's stick to the topics on field. Okay. Look what's happened to this Patriots season. We're wondering if Zach Wilson is having relations with his mom's he's friends. Uh, what if Belichick was like, you know what? I've always wanted to work with Rodgers. They have a great defense in place. I can go coach that D. I could bring in a couple players on offense. Wham, I'll do it. I'll do it with the Jets just to absolutely infuriate Kraft and everyone else. Why not? Full heel turn. I absolutely think it's a possibility. Um, there was even some, someone was promoting it as like, could it be the most likely scenario? He he has no. a thing for Rodgers. Rodgers is coming back. They have mm-hmm. a, a championship caliber defense that he could have mm-hmm. fun with and really mm-hmm. um, manipulate into to success. He's in New York where he once was. That's the New York team that's actually closer to winning right now than the Giants. He could stick it to Kraft. Like, he's close to Nantucket. Like, there's what, so it's many... what his mentor, Bill Parcells, did because Parcells went Giants, Parcells Patriots, win Jets. in New York, which, oh. if you remember, Gary Myers, in one of his reports, said that Parcells wouldn't necessarily advise Bill to go to Dallas because Parcells wouldn't want to see Bill win in Dallas when when Parcells couldn't win in Dallas. Well, this might be a way to stick it to the whole world and say, I'm the best bill. I'm the best coach. Stick it to Brady. Like the whole thing. If you want to talk about heel turn and by the way, it makes sense. If Aaron Rodgers is healthy, they have a chance to win the Super Bowl. They have, you know, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, who Garrett Wilson, I would appreciate more than negative points. I know you're Yeah, thanks a lot. That only cost me a fantasy game this week. Are you kidding I me? I, I was pissed about Freaking that. killing me. Um, but no, I I actually think that would be would be Belichickian. Let's just say that it would be Belichickian. You imagine, and he and he just slides a cocktail napkin across the table. I accept the position as HC of the NYJ BB. Yep. Wow. It would be. It would be. I mean, just in terms of storylines, Andy. No Patriots fans were not trying to make you throw up in your mouth or pull the car over and scream or, you know, you know, spit up in your soup. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just we're fu- I don't know. I don't know. It's just, I was trying to figure out what people Super might be eating at the time. Listen. Uh, that's Shime's take. Come on. By the way, what? side uh, soup isn't overrated if you make the right kind of soup, number one. And number two, um, good soups. It, uh, split pea soup, like tomato it. soup, lentil tomato soup, soup Italian wedding soup, Italian uh, wedding soup like minestrone, minestrone, chicken noodle. 
See, but they're, they're all they all have ceilings. They are like no lentil soup. Lentil's my favorite. Ew. What? I'd rather Split have a pea soup is amazing. Pea soup is great. Okay, now do stews and chowders count as soups? No. How about chilies? No. What are they? I Their think a things? soup has a broth base, has a thin base. Yeah, I think I that's hate... what makes it a soup. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, then Man- uh, Rhode Island or Manhattan clam chowder is more sort of like a thin. That's a chowder. You could isn't... argue that you could argue that's a soup without. Isn't the... a chowder a, a chowder is a soup? Is it not? This is definitely the best part of the podcast, by the, the way. The thin. <laughs> you're right. The the local. Because that's how they do it in Westport, where I keep my boat. The local chowder, like the old timers mm-hmm. make, has no is not creamy. It's it's a clear liquid broth based chowder with cohogs and see, potatoes that, and onions. Yeah, see that sounds delicious, but that's not a chowder. That's a it's soup. Very good. Okay, so I would call. I I actually agree with you because I think if it's a thin brothy mm-hmm. base, mm-hmm. that is a soup, and soup has a ceiling. Yeah, I don't know. Well, how about gazpacho? Do you like a nice summer gazpacho? No. Ew. What? Gross. Oh, Andy, come on. Oh, we've got work to do with you. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, can we talk uh, about the um, other issue of the week, notable sure. potpourri, potpourri. Yeah. Um This idea, which I didn't know, you added a layer of it for me. But So Rob Ninkovich was over in Germany as a mm-hmm. uh, friend of the organization. They had alumni doing neat greets. All those doing, yeah, doing an ambassadorial capacity yeah. type of gig. Weird they didn't invite you. What happened? Yeah, it's funny how that didn't work out. Huh? right in the nuts. That wasn't cool. No, I was not. The one I you was, really want to go to cross no. the pond, have some beers like and now you're stuck anyway. Not, um, wait, so you busted Rob out Nick a bad British accent to talk about going to Germany. OK, yeah, I don't really have a German accent. Yeah, that's really fine. You got to be careful when you go down the road of German accents. Like yeah. there's a third mm-hmm. rail for me that I try to avoid. Uh, generally. Well, it's, it's a third something. I'm not as dumb as I look. Um, All right. So you got the right stuff. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. That's not not we're not doing that. You can do what you want, but I'll find a new co-host. That's fine. I'm sure I can find. I I, I replaced Hannibal. I can replace you. I'll find somebody else. I'll replace Hannibal, um, Shime, all of them. Jesus. That's true. Um, this is turning into the Spinal Tap drummer position now. A little bit. Uh, uh, but uh, the Rob Ninkovich was over there. He spent some time in the craft box, apparently, during the game. He went on his uh, Ninko and Dan, Dan and Ninko, whatever the hell mm-hmm. it is, podcast. Dan and Ninko, yeah. Basically said the crafts are pissed, and that specifically Jonathan Kraft uh, verbalized how bad he thinks his team is. That Robert Kraft was a little more even keeled, which is obviously those are our, their character traits. Jonathan's mm-hmm. a little more volatile, and Robert's a little more cool minded. We saw uh, resignation, as you said, on Robert Kraft's mm-hmm. face and his big poofy jacket when he bowed his head. Um, and then you uh, brought some information today about this um, content from the uh, podcast. Yeah, I'm looking right now on the Dan and Ninko page, um, and I do not see, I do not see uh, the same reel that you are speaking in reference to that went viral, uh, wherein uh, R- Rob Ninkovich relayed the stories and the reactions and the feelings of Jonathan and Robert Kraft from the owner's booth at the game in Frankfurt. It was uh, on their page. It went viral pretty quick, and it is no longer available, wherein he relayed this information. I think someone may have reached out and said, hey, could you do the organization a solid? Could you could you pull down the one where you're talking about Mr. K and Jonathan in the booth? Like, I mean, you were you were privy to something special. We were kind of hoping that you wouldn't relay. That's a that's a what happens at Waldenstadt stays in the Waldenstadt or in the family, at least kind of thing. So I'm 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 not surprised, but it caught me by surprise when I saw it. 
but now it definitely, 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 definitely doesn't surprise me. I think is interesting because I believe this is a Mm -hmm. good thing for Robert and Jonathan Kraft to have out there. Um, I've always said Robert Kraft is the patriarch of Patriot Nation. And guess what? Everybody in Patriot Nation, almost to a man, a woman, a child, is pissed right now, is not happy, thinks their team stinks, Mm -hmm. wants change. And I think it would be good because Robert's taken some barbs. We've talked about it on the Six Rings podcast as well as on Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. There's people saying Robert needs to step down. He's lost his way. He's not as invested. He doesn't care. And so I actually think it's a good thing for both Robert and Jonathan Kraft for Mm -hmm. fans to realize, yes, they are very emotional right now. They're tied into the losing the way you are as a fan. They are disgusted. They are angry, whatever. And generally... When you're disgusted, angry, upset, you it it motivates you. You do something right. about it, right? You change something. So I think as much as Ninko maybe crossed a line, which is a line I used to live when I worked at mm-hmm. Gillette Stadium, it's if you see it because you're an employee, it's not necessarily reportable, right? If, right? if you're seeing behind closed doors, it's you're an employee at that moment. You're not a reporter. You're not an analyst. So right. they crossed that line. I actually think it's a good thing for the crafts to be um, – projecting this out there that they are pissed they're emotional and they're disc- and they're not gonna take it anymore ah they're mad as hell and they're not gonna take it yeah look that's good showing a little fight which the team doesn't show nearly as much of on the field i good that means your owners care that means your owners are invested that means your owners are gonna make change now there can be the skeptical of us in pat's nation andy who can say yeah but mr Kraft also issued like a tersely worded email to season ticket members the day after the season ended against Buffalo back in January. And then Tuesday night, there was a, a press release, a Tuesday night, two days after the season ended press release saying the hunt is on for a coordinator. We're holding on to Gerard Mayo. This is unacceptable on my watch. This is Foxborough. And where are we now in oh. the middle of the worst season in 20 years, tw- over 20 years, if oh. not longer. We're in the midst of the foundation of the next great Patriots team as you acquire a top three picked in the draft and changes everything. Sometimes you got to go back down to the bottom where a lot of the flavor is to get back to the top or appreciate just how good you had it. Hmm? Excuse me? No, that's what I always say. Like the flavors on the bottom. What are you, Stephen A. Smith? No, 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 no. I'm saying that like speaking of chowders once again, like where's all the good stuff usually in those soups? It goes to the bottom. You ever have um, you ever have muscles, Andy? Uh, I actually have very rarely had muscles. Weird. Where you like with the broth, with all that stuff, you dip the toast down in there. It's so good. Sometimes when you have like nachos, the good stuff gets to the bottom. Like, so you know what I'm saying? Like the flavors on the bottom, like the fans, the people That's that have the most flavor. And... All right. Well, I can see where this podcast is going and or where it has gone. Andy is going to take you a- like 45 minutes of professionalism. <laughs> I only have so much in me. All right. That's just enough for everybody. So this has been the latest episode of Six Rings and Football Things. We have caught you up on the Pats Paris. We have previewed to a degree the Giants game. We have reset the table for what should be an interesting week indeed. We'll be back in two days with our preview episode a day early because we, like you, will be sitting back, putting on our get fat pants, celebrating with our family, having some beverages, watching football, sitting down to the great feast. Where are you going to be having your uh, turkey this year, Hart? I will be at my, we are hosting after uh, we have a 10 o'clock high school football game, Mm -hmm. big game. And then we'll be hosting uh, mid afternoon friends and family for some turkey and some pie. Uh, What time do you eat usually? Are you an early eater or a late eater? We're usually a two 30, three o'clock. Two 30. Wow. So that's, 
That's like a that's like a, a almost like brunch like or like the dinner brunch dunch. Wow. Yeah, I mean it's because you get in that weird world when we get back from football, you know, the game's at 10. So that ends in the 12 o'clock hour. We get back and then you have a few hors d'oeuvres and then you're starting to get tired, mm-hmm. but you're hungry. It's a weird time. I it, It's good. Time. People, by the way, who don't hors d'oeuvre, people that like starve themselves on the way to the Thanksgiving table, like that. It's not how it works. Like you got to start stretching that stuff. Get it revved up. Get it ready to roll. I'm going to start early in the morning. We're planning a little uh, pre high school football game tailgate where I'm. That's going what stretch. I'm talking about. 8 a.m. That's baby. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Some bevs and bites before the game. Indeed. Enjoy the game. And then you come home. Some more hors d'oeuvres. The turkey's in the oven. Hopefully you don't leave the house with an, an abandoned turkey in the oven. God knows how that could go. Uh, yes. We have Thanksgiving to look forward to. So much to be thankful for. We'll run through all of our superlatives of the things that we're thankful for on the next episode, as well as give you our bet of the week, preview the game, and this and that and everything else. All right. That'll wrap it up for the podcast. Andy gave you his most professional 45. I'll let you guys be the judge of that. For Terp, for Hart, this is Fitzy. This has been Six Rings and Football Things, sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash Six Rings to take advantage of their fabulous same-game parlay promos, no-sweat-first bets, and beyond. We've been brought to you by WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Until the next episode, take care of each other. Happy Thanksgiving week, everybody. Good day, God bless, and go Pats. Everyone's fans looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.